Hello, 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 hello. My name is Lisa Snyder. Thank you so much for joining us live today. I'm so excited because I have a beautiful special guest with me today, Carla Kaufman Sloan. I met Carla through this beautiful book, Gathering at the Doorway, that was curated by Camille Dan. And it has just been an amazing journey of all these wonderful, amazing people I have met as a result of this labor of love that Camille brought together. And again, this book, Gathering at the Doorway, it it is just, it's, it's amazing because it has so many chapters from so many different people and it helps give back to people such as in mental health and mental awareness. And you can get this book on Amazon. So again, thank you, Camille, for including me in the chapter, because as a result, I've met wonderful people, including our guest, Carla, who wrote a chapter in that book as well. Ah, oh, so Thank you for everyone who's joining us live. And for those of you who are watching the recording at a future time or date, welcome. And we truly appreciate you joining us here today. Okay. Hi, Trudy. And I saw Isabel and I saw Laura. Please feel free to say hi in the chat box if you're joining us live today. Oh, okay. Let's get started. Carla Kaufman Sloan is an Emmy winning writer and television producer. She executive produced national and primetime game shows for ABC and Warner Brothers Telepictures in LA. Carla and her husband launched their own company, 2C Creative in Miami, a rapidly growing content production company. In 2014, tragedy struck Carla's life when her firstborn son, Calder, died suddenly in their home swimming pool due to faulty wiring on an underwater high-voltage pool light. The Sloan family went on to change legislation around this type of lighting in the state of Florida and co-founded Caleb and Calder Sloan's awesome foundation to help other children in need, prioritizing kids who have suffered the loss of a parent or sibling. Carla, her husband, and youngest son, Caleb, were featured on the NBC TV show, The Kelly Clarkson Show, in June of 2021. All the links to the foundation, Carla's social media, and The Kelly Clarkson Show video are listed in the description field of this video. It is my honor to welcome Carla Kaufman Sloan to our live. Hello, Carla. <laughs> How are you? I felt like, wow, what a great intro. Can you travel with me? <laughs> There's more that I could have said. Your background is just amazing. And and it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I read your background and I see the the experiences that you've had and the places you have you have gone and the things that you have done. And your your world and my world would have most likely never have intersected had it not been for this book. Again, I'll show this for you that are joining a gathering at the doorway. And uh, that is how I met. Yay. <laughs> we both have our copies. <laughs> and, you know, Carla, you actually reached out to me first. You had made a comment. You'd read my chapter. I think it was last fall. And you made a comment and you said you were curious about what I did. And, and then I read your chapter and I understand that's the forward to a book that you were writing. Um, and before we before we deep dive into some of this other stuff, I would really like for you to introduce Calder to those of us that are watching um, live and who will be watching us. I would really love to learn and hear a little bit more about Calder, your son. All right. Well, thank you, Lisa. This is so exciting. I love to talk about Calder. Every parent loves to talk about their kids. So Calder 
is my older son and he has a younger brother named Caleb and Caleb is quite a dynamo himself but um, of course as we know Calder crossed over in 2014 due to that um, crazy accident in our backyard and I have to say that I had not lost anyone. I don't think I knew anyone who had lost a child. So losing a child is the most unexpected, harshest thing that can happen. And it definitely was to me. I mean, there's thousands since I've gone through this, I've met thousands of parents who've also lost children. It's hard to believe. But, you know, it was a beautiful spring day. It was the first day of spring break. My husband and I were like, let's go to our friend's birthday party. We'll be back in two hours. And unbeknownst to us, we had a high voltage pool light in our backyard. And the boys were swimming and they had friends over. And Calder was such an athlete and such a great swimmer that he was like racing a friend. And he got to the pool light first. And when he touched it, it just threw him out of the pool. And... Mm. There was no bringing him back. Um, I'm so sorry. I am yeah. so sorry. Yes, it was definitely the worst day of my life. And as we know from going through things like this, days like that change you. And you either rise up or you submit. And I honestly thought I was going to submit to the grief because I couldn't I don't know that anything had prepared me for it. I, I'm a blessed person. I grew up in a wonderful family. I have loving parents who are still with us, thank God. And I just didn't know how to navigate that world. It was such a shock. So I honestly believe, Lisa, that Calder was the one pulling me along through the grief and like trying to get me to wake up and realize there was more to life than this earthly existence, that this is a school and that we're here to learn things, that he came here for me. And I can't tell you how far away from that concept I was in the beginning. Like I, people kept sending me that book, Many Lives, Many Masters, mm -hmm. and I kept throwing it in the garbage. I was like, why are people sending me this book <laughs> about your soul plan and your soul circles? I was like, and I just, it took me a minute to be able to understand what was happening with, in terms of that. Now, when I read your chapter, and there's a couple things I just want to share. So in preparation okay. for today, and I shared this with you in a message, uh, I rewatched that Kelly Clarkson show video. Mm -hmm. And I was watching this one section, and we'll talk a little bit more about what you were discussing in that video. But while I was watching it, it was suddenly just get all these chills in my head, just woo, woo, woo. And it lasted for a good 20 seconds after I'd shut that video off. And then I messaged you and I said, oh my gosh, I just, I feel Calder just introduced himself to me. And then yeah. as when I, a little later, I read the response to your message. While I was reading your message, it occurred to me that a Kelly, the only Kelly Clarkson song that is on my playlist was playing in that moment that I was reading your response back. And it just was, to me, it was just, hello, I'm here. We're, you know, and just part of it. And I just, 
And even when you look in his eyes, um, the first time that I saw, in fact, we can put up a picture here of Collar. Um, he's got this really cool picture. I'm just gonna, there we go. Oh, yeah. um, if you look into his eyes, the first thing I notice is just this depth, this wisdom, this awareness, this, this compassion, this kindness, this love. And, and it is, and I have done substitute teaching and I don't always see that same depth. I mean, kids are amazing. I'm not trying to take anything away from, from kids in general, but right. I, the minute I saw Calder's eyes, it was like, whoa. Whoa, that is just so when I read your chapter in um, Gathering at the Doorway, which is your I understand that's your forward to a book that you are currently writing. um, You mentioned an experience because you just said a moment ago that Calder is helping you with this process. Can you share just a little bit about an experience that you had that really got your attention um, in that chapter, please? Absolutely. I um so. Since the accident happened at our house, I we tried to stay in our house for a, probably a month afterwards. And I just realized I couldn't live there anymore. I couldn't live there and look out at the swimming pool where this accident happened. It was not helping me. It was like re-traumatizing me every day to have to look at that. So my husband and I decided we'd move out for a little while. We'd try a condo. And then we decided we should sell the house and buy a new house. Mm-hmm. But that came with a whole other set of like guilt and like a moving to this new house and leaving Calder behind. And I'm taking his little brother from the room that he shared with his big brother. And now he's in a room by himself. And I was just overcome again with grief. And so... I was still having to take tranquilizers to sleep, but they Mm. didn't get me through the night. And we were in the new house and I had completely, um, we had started fresh. So everything was clean and new. And so that I knew there was no electricity problem. There was no danger lurking around the corner. Mm -hmm. And one night in the middle of the night before we were unpacked, I just woke up and I went to check on Caleb as I always did. And then I was in the living room looking out to our backyard through these glass doors, these really big glass doors that they had put in. And I was just overcome with the grief and I was talking to him, to Calder. And I was like, Calder, I don't think I can handle this. Like, I just don't know if I can live the rest of my life without you here. We've moved into this new house. I just miss you so much. Like the physical presence of a child, you know, Mm -hmm. any loved one you lose, you miss them. So I was like, lament. I was sobbing, like, you know, ugly cry sobbing. And I looked up and through the glass window, I saw something and it And as I focused on it, it was literally Calder staring back at me from the other side of the glass. And I was so excited in that moment of like, oh my God, like, and he, I like, it was like he was telepathically looking around and like saying, mom, this is such a cool house. You did a great job. It's so awesome. And Then all of a sudden, my brain kicked in and I was like, oh, my God, now I'm crazy. I think I'm seeing my son. And the minute I got scared and thought I was nuts, he disappeared. Because I feel like, you know, our loved ones in spirit don't want to scare us. They're trying Mm -hmm. to always comfort us. 
And then I sat there until the sun rose, just thinking about everything I had been through and all the different kinds of signs I had gotten. And I had like been led to this reading with a medium. And I felt like Calder coming in that moment was saying to me, like, you're gonna make it, you're gonna be okay. And this is just the beginning. And it was like, from then on, I just kept getting signs and confirmation. And I was such, look, you know, my background, Lisa, I'm a television producer. Like (laughs) I've heard so many stories. I've talked to, I worked on Judge Judy for years. So I've talked to many people who (laughs) like want to manipulate you into believing their side of the story. And I was like, I really wanted to believe, but I couldn't wrap my head around it. So I swear he took me down this path of like step after step of meeting people, mediums, spiritualists, people like you, Camille. It's like amazing. And he's still helping me along the way. So first, I, again, I just want to, I, I have such a special place in my heart because I have kids and I can only, only imagine what it must be like to be going through your life experience with one of your children on the other side. And I just want to extend my heart self, heartfelt sympathy um, to you and your family for experiencing this. I just, again, thank yeah. you. And I appreciate the fact that you are um, able to step forward and share your story and um, my, which brings me to something you just said in a minute ago. So am I to assume that you haven't been a lifelong um, believer or follower of this, this spiritual, I don't want to say spiritual is not necessarily the right word, but say the, you know, connecting as a medium with people on the other side. Was that something that has always been present in your life? Or is that something that you had to, I mean, please share about that. I mean, is sure. that- I will absolutely. Um, It's interesting because in writing my own book, like you start to think back about exactly that question. Like, did I ever experience anything? And I remember as a little kid, one day I didn't want to go to school. And I said to my mom, I'm not going to school. My friend is going to get hurt. And she was like, what are you talking about? You're going to school. And I became like hysterical. Like my parents thought I just wanted to get out of school, but I was in third grade. Like, I don't know what could have been. And it turned out I did go to school and my little friend had an accident. She fell off the jungle gym and broke her arm that day. Okay. is isn't tragic, but Mm -hmm. I was like so sensitive. And that I think shut everything down for me to even think about it because my parents didn't like that I like even said that to them. And then, you know, I went on about my life. And then I eventually I went from New Orleans to New York to L.A. And look, in L.A., the spirit world is all around. There are mediums. There are <laughs> psychics. They're, they're in yes. television. They're on daytime talk shows all the time. But so it was like there. But I wasn't I didn't go see a medium or a psychic on the regular. I had friends who did, but I wasn't that open to it. So one of the things that changed me in this grief process was my husband on the sly got a reading from a medium and record the medium recorded it. 
but he didn't tell me for days. And then he finally played the recording for me because he was like, I just can't watch you like walk into walls crying all day and like acting like this. And I just wanted to share this with you. So that was one of the turning points when I heard this medium connect with Calder and give us information that, as you know, when they give you evidence that no, isn't on Facebook, evidence that no one knows, something you said to your brother yesterday or something like that, and they can bring it forth. I was like, what? It just like changed my trajectory. And not only did I get comfort from that, but eventually I became someone who wanted to be able to do it. So I have been studying that for now the past several years. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. So you went from, wow. Okay. So now you're studying mediumship. How did you start that process? Did you start taking classes? Was it something that you just started doing on your own naturally? What Walk us through that journey a little bit. Okay. Well, I'll say, so what happened was it's such a long and slow process, right? It's like yes. learning anything, like getting yes. your P master's degree or PhD is what I always say. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was slowly I started to feel out other people and be like, have you ever had an experience? And I had this really good friend who at the time, four months before Calder died, her sister died unexpectedly. And so she and I became friends. We would go on long walks and talk about life and Pretty soon I was like, so what do you think about this uh, getting signs thing? And she was like, and then the floodgates opened and we were like, I got this sign and that sign and this happened and I believe this. And she goes, okay, I'm going to tell you a secret. And I said, what? And she said, I got an advanced copy of a book from a medium named Laurel and Jackson. And she's like, I'm going to give you the galleys like it wasn't a book yet she just had the whatever the email with the printout and I was like okay she's like you can't tell anyone I did this so I said okay but the very first part of Laura's book is about connecting with children and I was like oh no I want to meet this woman <laughs> she connects with children she that's all like that was almost mm -hmm. her specialty to connect with children so then I said to my friend, I'm going to meet her. I'm going to make, I'm going to get a reading with her. And she's like, you can't meet her. She's like, she's with this big agency and she's like, uh, you know, this book is coming out. It's going to be huge, which it ended up being a New York Times bestseller called wow. The Light Between Us. Okay. And I was still like half and we still have a TV production company, but at the time we were definitely still doing a lot of shows. And I was like, this would be a great show. We could interview her. We could create something around her. But truly, I wanted a reading is what I wanted, right? Right. <laughs> you need a medium. You're like, Who, who's around me? What are you doing? <laughs> so I met her. But funny, on the telephone, we set up, we were setting up the shoot and on the telephone, she said to me, Carla, this is so strange. I just feel strongly. I should do a reading for you. Like, I just keep getting this feeling 
and I was trying to be all business, but I said, okay, well, maybe if we have time when we're shooting the show, you can do a reading for me. And really, that's what I wanted. You were doing a little happy dance in the inside, uh, yes, Calder. But trying to be professional and yes. so deep in grief. It was literally like yeah. only a year after. So I was still like out of it. But so I did, I ended up getting a reading from her and Calder came through so clear with so much information. And I just kept at the end of it, I was like, how do you do that? Laura, how do you do that? And that's what it just like ignited this fire in me that I was like, I have to learn how to do it. And she was like, very adamant that you don't need me. You don't need me. You don't need a medium. You can connect with your child. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. I, you know, we. That's that's what I love about about this whole community and the work that we're doing. What you're doing. What you know, we're all doing. It's truly we're learning how to, um, you know, re. For example, I shut down a lot of my natural. I did a just a, did a video here the other day where I shut down. wasn't always shut down. I don't want to say it was shut down completely, but my sensitivity, the sensitivity when I saw my grandfather sitting in his chair and it freaked out my parents. And I'm having a conversation with him, or knowing things, you know, knowing things. I could feel, I could sense, I could tell what, what my parents were thinking, and I hear. Quit being so sensitive. Well, after a while, you start to okay. You want to at least for me conform and all that. So, so the more that we are able to uh, reconnect or strengthen that connection, we can absolutely 100% do it for ourselves. And that's what you're doing. And so I love that you're in this space where you have been able to, you're never going to get over something you're human. You're still human, even though Thank I'm you. sure you still, you understand a lot more and you're in a different maybe headspace or feeling space than you were when he first transitioned. Um, but you're still moving forward. You're still strengthening. You're deepening your spirituality. You're really, and you're, and you're still bringing light to the world and you're bringing hope to the world. I do want to ask you a question. Do you have any suggestions on what to say and what not to say to people who are going through grief? I just, I really like to ask that question because sometimes we don't know what to say, or we may accidentally say the wrong thing. Do you have any suggestions or tips on that, please? Oh, sure. I actually, that's a big thing that I had to get over. And I feel like, you know, no one knows what to say. I feel like grief is different for everybody. In mm -hmm. the first year of grief, I you could have said anything to me because I was not present at all. So mm -hmm. I was just, but the people who made me like feel tethered to earth, I guess is the best way to say it were my friends who actually showed up. Like they would come and go take me for a cup of coffee, even though I couldn't, like it was so hard to get out of bed. But I always like made sure I got Caleb to school, I got my things done. And then I was kind of like a vegetable, but it was my friends who would show up and just listen to me like ramble. And they'd be like, okay, just to like be an active, good listener. Because what can you say? You can't change anyone's pain. You no. can't take it away. 
I will say the thing I find the most helpful is you shouldn't be afraid to talk about someone's loved one who's crossed because I think people think if they said Calder's name that I would suddenly, and I probably did for months, break down in tears, but I felt like they thought they were reminding me that he died. And it's like, you can't possibly remind me that like it's, ever present in my life like you Mm -hmm. shouldn't be fearful to bring up a loved one's name okay like my husband's fond of saying and I know this isn't what you asked me but he says that you know when we decided to create the Caleb and Calder Sloan's awesome foundation the longest name in the world (laughs) it's because we want to say his name we want people to say his name oh my gosh we want Caleb to remember his brother like he was barely five when Calder transitioned. So he doesn't, he remembers the stories we tell him, but he doesn't really remember. But um, so he knows we have this foundation. He knows his brother was a loving, good soul. Like you said, it's so funny. You said that about his eyes, Lisa, because my mom said that from the day he was born. Mm-hmm. Look at this old soul. Oh, a hundred percent. I can see, and I'm not, I'm not talking about the micro expressions. I can read those too. When people, are what they're when they're thinking and that but it's really reading behind the eyes they can feel and read the energy behind the eyes 100 absolutely old old soul um you started talking about the foundation and this i would love to learn more can you tell us a little bit about the foundation that you started uh sure. the, yes I'd love sure to sure that. so we started this nonprofit. it's a 501c3 which means everything's tax deductible and we started it because we wanted to continue to help children and obviously elementary school age children are our soft spot because calder was in first grade when he transitioned and there's something i don't know what grade do you substitute for but there's something magical about elementary age kids yes before they I guess they say at seven, the brain starts to fully come together. So before that, kids are even more open to spiritual signs and connecting. Mm -hmm. But going back to the foundation, so we decided our number one priority was helping kids in grief. And then we were trying to figure out how broad to make grief. And we live in a world... I live in Miami, so there's hurricanes here all the time. There's natural disasters all the time. And then, so in the beginning, we were just like, anything that came up, we were like jumping in to like help. We were doing this. And then we realized when I couldn't walk anymore, we were so tired. We were like, okay, we have to redefine ourselves here and figure out what our mission is. We can't. Like you, it's like every if you turn on the news, you're like, oh, we can help them, we can help mm-hmm. them, we can help them. So we decided to really focus on elementary age kids, if especially who have gone through grief by losing a parent or a sibling. But this year, you know how synchronicities happen. Yes. It turns out our big foundation day is going to be on February 26th, which happens to be my birthday. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. We're going to be celebrating with all these kids. We've decided we've identified a school in our community that lost all its funding for its library, its media center. I know because everything's crazy. And 
So we've slowly been like building that media center back up. And we're now at the point where we're taking donations for all their books have to be replaced. I'm telling you, this place hadn't been touched since the 70s. The books are like dog-eared. We had to really like break it into pieces. And the piece we're doing right now is all the books and um, their accelerated reader program, which is a program for elementary kids. Like they'll read a book and then they go on the computer and take this little test to make sure they're actually comprehending what they're reading. Right. And then the teachers can identify them. Anyway, so that's what we're doing this year. I'm very excited. It's a week from, what's today? Saturday. It's a week from tomorrow. Oh. And, happy, and by the way, happy birthday. And oh, thank you. <laughs> and we do have, if everyone wants to look at the um, slide here, uh, we do have some information about how you can contribute. Can you just um, share with us briefly about this, please? Sure. So this is exactly what I was just talking about for the elementary school, W.J. Bryan Elementary, which is here in North Miami, literally blocks away from my home. And um, you can go on our website, ccawesomefoundation.org, and any donation goes direct. Because we're such a small organization, we have no overhead. It's me, my husband, and then volunteers from our community. So the money goes directly to what we're doing. So this time we're buying books. We're buying like a couple of pieces of furniture for the library. We've already oh. repainted it because we did that in our last big push. And um, we're going to be there and we're going to have volunteers actually having to pull every single book off the shelf and look at it, make sure if it's in decent condition or not, and replace it with clean, new modern oh. books that are from the 70s. <laughs> I mean, there are oh. some good books from the 70s. Right. I'm not just saying the 70s. <laughs> but, you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I do know what you mean. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just, there's one more thing I would like to touch up on here, Carla. I could literally just talk to you for a whole nother hour about this. There's two things that I want to touch on. Okay. Um, the first is that you had shared with me when we were preparing for this, that there was a website that you could join for people who want to practice mediumship or oh, yeah. what was that? Could you tell me, remind me what that sure. website was again? So there's this amazing website called very soul, V E R Y S O U L. And okay. it's for practicing mediums. Okay. So if you feel like you've gotten um, strong enough in your mediumship skills that you want to practice one-on-one -on -one with someone else, it's other mediums you can practice with. And it's an amazing website. You can sign up. And what they do is they put you in the system and you like put the times you're available. This is so great for someone like me. You cannot keep a time management schedule going. And they literally, <laughs> someone's find your name or they're drawn to your name. They click on it. And the website sends out a Zoom link to you the medium and the other medium. Now, after you've been doing it for a while, if you if you feel like you're really getting good, you can ask people to recommend you for the starter program. Okay. And this is good for anyone watching who just wants a reading. Mm -hmm. Like if you just want a reading, you can also go to Very Soul and be like, I'm not a medium. I just want a reading. I'm in grief or I'm just curious. And then... 
they put all those people in a category and then you can just sign up with a medium to get a reading for free. It's all free. Wow. So that's V-E-R-Y-S-O-U-L.com. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Very you know so. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, no. Go Do ahead. you know, is it Suzanne Giesman? Are you familiar with that yes. medium? Yes. So yes. she, I guess, was a consultant on it, or maybe the woman who started it, Sally Hawk, actually took Suzanne's class and was inspired to create this to get okay. like as many people readings as we can. So wow. I felt like that was great because I don't feel like, you know, we didn't finish my mediumship journey, but I don't feel at this point in my life, I want to charge people for readings. I feel like I want to give back the way I was given when I was in my deep grief. And I was like, okay, there is some truth to this. Okay, my son can still communicate with me and help people to get through that little, you know, step-by-step -step grieving process. And so it's a great way for me to do that now because I now do starter only. I've stopped swapping with other mediums and just do the people who won a reading. Can you share an example of how you knew that when you started doing mediumship that it was actually real do you have an example that you could share with us like you are like oh my gosh i'm this is actually happening this is actually real i can connect do you have a, do you have a story you can share with us sure okay um that's so funny because i still have days where i'm like is this real and then i have my books i like keep notebooks of all my readings Oops, which way did the camera go? And uh, so I can go back in and remind myself. And the great mm -hmm. thing about Very Soul is they also give you a review at the end. So they put in pieces of evidence that you brought through. So you can go back and be like, yeah, how could I have possibly known this person lost their husband? And I knew that every time they took a walk, she would put her arm through his arm and then start laughing because he didn't like public displays of affection. And I'm like, how would I know that? Because this is real. This is actually someone downloading that information to me so I can share it with their loved one. And it's you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's nothing to do What the hardest part for me is to not analytically think about it while it's happening, right? Mm -hmm. Wait, what? Just like once you, it's that being in the flow of being able to say it. Like professional mediums are probably like, yeah, that's how it works. But when you're first learning, you're like, oh, like literally say exactly what they're showing you. You're linking your arm through his arm. <gasps> That was the thing we did all the time that made him like, that's when, you know, you've said you've done it right or you've gotten the information correct. And it's the best feeling. Do you think you would have been on this journey had Calder still been here on this plane with us? No, no, no. I would have never even thought about it. I mean, you never say never, but right. I think I was just so wrapped up in like, I, it's Lisa, you're just making me think of this. I was so wrapped up in being a good mom and doing everything right. Mm -hmm. I would have never thought, 
maybe I should develop my meditation practice and get in touch with my spiritual side. I was just too busy running around like a chicken with my head cut off and like doing and doing and doing. And, you know, I think a lot of us at some point in our life have some moment Mm -hmm. that just changes their trajectory. And this was definitely mine. It was a big one. Mm -hmm. I would like to share just one final picture and I appreciate your time so much, Carla. Thank you so much. Um, There's another picture that we have of Calder Mm -hmm. and he's holding, I'm going to, I'll have you share what, what this picture is about, please. Oh, oh, this is our, so this is literally one of my favorite pictures of Calder. And this was from his first grade class. And this is him holding his self portrait that he did in art class, which in kindergarten and first grade, a lot of times they have the kids do their self portrait. And it just, it gives you a lot of information about the child in addition Mm -hmm. to creating their own skills. So I will tell you the year before he did the same thing in kindergarten and he brought home his self-portrait and he was so hard on himself. This little five and a half year old, mommy, it's not good. This isn't what I was trying to draw. This isn't me. And I said, well, I'm going to keep it because I think it is good. Everything you paint to me is good. And we'll see, you know, when you keep drawing, how things go. I never thought about it again. Right. And then in first grade, the art teacher sent me this picture. And look how proud Calder is that he was able (laughs) to draw this picture. I'm getting chills. I'm literally getting chills all over right now. I can just feel, just feel that energetic connection. Yes. So much pride, so much love, so much joy. Yes. Yeah. I love that you feel that. And so then somehow my friend and Chris's friend took this picture and this drawing and he took it golfing with him. He put it in his golf bag. Okay. And he told us he was doing that. We're like, We're still, it's still the first year and we're like, okay. And so he happened to be golfing with a, like he had a celebrity friend or something and they Mm -hmm. were like, asked him about the picture. And then the picture started getting passed around from celebrity to celebrity and different people would take Calder's drawing and hold it up and be like this and like, giving tribute to Calder and the innocence of a happy child and the joy. Mm -hmm. And then my other friend, Dana, said the caption under it should be adventure, laughter, kindness, because Calder was the kindest kid. He loved an adventure and we all laughed so much. Mm -hmm. And that became the logo for our foundation and our catchphrase, because that you know, that's the best part of life, adventure, laughter, and kindness. And it became just like this crazy, it somehow it ended up in Times Square on that big jumbotron. (laughs) Seriously, how does this happen? I'm like, how does this happen? (laughs) I know. And it was just like, I feel like our community came around us and people just got 
the story yes. got passed around and it was so we were very humbled by the amount of love that came out of such a horrific time oh, that um the if you go to for those of you watching this recording or who are live if you go to the link in the description field that will take you to the tv show kelly clarkson's tv show um you can see some of the pictures of celebrities that are holding um mr awesome and it's just I, I just, your story is just, it's so rich. It's just, it's so rich and it just touches so many facets. It's like you're, you're this busy executive and you're a busy mom and a wife and you have this business and then you have this unforeseeable tragedy that literally changes the course of your life. And, um, I just, the fact that you are able to give back, you're able to turn this into light. You're able to take this experience. And, and I'm not saying, of course, you. I mean, we all have these moments of grief, but you're still able to put one foot in front of the other and you're able to share the light. You're able to spread the love and you're still able to be of service to one another. And you are an example. You and your family are examples. And I saw your son's video yesterday. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's singing. And I just, you're bringing joy to this world in spite of of this this grief place that you've had and i i truly appreciate the fact that you have joined us here today and um so this might be tacky but do you by any chance have your emmy available that we can um take us can we can see that <laughs> i want to see it <laughs> oh my gosh well first i'm gonna say i appreciate you lisa you're i don't know the first time i heard your voice channeling the ancients i was like thank you i love her i'm gonna be friends with her she doesn't know it yet but i'm gonna do it and i will i will tell you this i don't carry my emmy around with me but no, i know because i'm in the process of writing this book i put it on my desk as a reminder to myself of strength and that i am a good writer because you have those moments when yes. you're alone in your room writing. And by the way, everybody, I did let her know that I was going to ask her to share this. So she knew she had it prepared. I know. That is so But I'm cool. still embarrassed. I'm sorry. I didn't want to embarrass no. you, but it's, no, it's no. like, yeah, I've got an Emmy sitting around on my desk, you know, I mean, <laughs> It's just, I just think that's so cool. But it just shows everybody, please know that it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where your life has led you. It doesn't matter if you have been working with the most, you know, the, the famous people or you're, you know, you're working as a school teacher or the electrician. It doesn't matter. We are all here to be of service to one another. We all have our experiences, our challenges, and the fact that we can still show up and we can still be the best possible version of ourselves. And when we think about that, our time on earth literally is a blink of an eye. So I don't know about you, but when it's my turn to go to the other side, I, I think about this. I want to look back and say, I did everything I possibly could to the best of my ability to be of service and to spread the love and the light and the joy. And Carla, I want to thank you so much for joining us here today. I so appreciate you. Again, if you would like to learn more about the foundation or car follow Carla on social media, all the links and the Kelly Clarkson um 
video from her show. All those links are in the description field of this video. Thank you, Carla, from the bottom of my heart. It has been such a joy. And I want to just do one more shout out to Camille Dan. I don't know if you have your book. You want to show your book too. So <laughs> gathering at the Hello. doorway, it is, a, it is available on Amazon. It is, it is a wonderful book and all the proceeds are going back to help um, so many worthwhile organizations and charities. So thank you so much to everyone who's been here. Thank you so much to my beautiful guest, Carla, thank and you. so much love and so much blessings. So thank you, everybody. Thanks, Lisa. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.